Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. Is it a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby? God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Gatz, and this is Stu Potty. Here we go, Jim. Tony! Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate, review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re rate, re review. By doing that, you have made us the biggest podcast in the world. We appreciate it. Bigger than Oprah. Unbelievable. For two weeks. It was an amazing run. We appreciate it. Do it again if you can. We are very excited for our guest coming up this week. It is Neil Everett, longtime Sports Center anchor, really good dude, cool vibe, fellow deadhead. Mikey A, I am very excited about this because I hold Neil Everett in such high regard. He is absolutely in my top five Sports Center anchors of all time. Oh, wow. That's a big lit. I know. Top five sports. I'll tell you this. He's definitely one of the top five people that, that I actually got to work with at ESPN. It's in terms of just, just a cool dude, just totally chill. Just absolutely awesome to work with top five. I think he makes my list too. He was so Mike. He's so good at TV. He's so relaxed, man. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he, he's he's yeah. We're gonna do this, aren't we? Yeah, we're gonna do a top five. We're gonna do top five oh, sports man. center anchors of all time. Each out. of us. We're gonna do a list as we headed to Neil Everett right now because I'm excited. He was <laughs> let go by ESPN. He's not the only one. There's been uh, a ton of people who have been let go recently by ESPN, and I've told you this for a number of weeks now and a number of months. ESPN has shifted its priorities away from kind of the talent. Now you'll see. You know, guys like Scott Van Pelt and Mike Greenberg and those guys, Reese Davis, who are very good at television, they'll be hosting all the main things that ESPN has to offer. Um, But ESPN has shifted its focus to a play-by-play company, and they should, quite frankly. I don't even disagree with the strategy because, as I've said, play-by-play is the one thing. It's appointment television, and it might be the only thing left that we have that is appointment television. You cannot tape a game and watch it three hours after the fact. Social media is going to ruin it for you. And so uh, Neil Everett was one of those casualties. He's a great friend. I'm certain he'll uh, he'll do some great stuff moving forward here. But I am, uh, I'm excited to talk to him about his time at ESPN and what a great sports center anchor he was and, and kind of the emotions and the feelings of no longer being at ESPN. I am going to give him some advice, Mikey. I am. I'm going to tell him, just trot out. Listen, they take the ESPN card away from you, okay? They actually take your badge away so you can't get into the building again, but you have to still run with the ESPN card, okay? 
You have to call restaurants. You have to book reservations <laughs> as if you're Neil Everett, Sports Center anchor, because no one's going to notice for like five years. Okay, <laughs> you got to get a diehard sports fan that notices things like that, that's yes, paying attention exactly. to the trades. All right, I think I finished my list, and I am just shocked at who I left off because there are some juggernauts that it's, just OLI, man. <laughs> listen, I just put together my list. It's it is impossible to do this without hurting somebody's feelings, right? Like at somebody who's a friend. Like I have left several friends off of this list. Me too. There have been so many great sports inter anchors over the years, man. Some of them, some of them would be like, nope, you made you made the right choice leaving me off, but there's right. one or two that have been like, how do you how do you not put how do you not put me on there? Yeah, I know. Uh, so how do you want to do this? Are you going to go first? You want like, are we going? I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Fi- I'll go first, and I'll go. You're going to give all one. five right now. Oh, I'm going to go all five right now. Okay. You want to go five, five, four, four, no, three, three. No, two? I'll go. I'll I'll do all five because okay. I'm worried we'll we'll end up with the same ones. Okay. Uh, and for me, for me, Sports Center anchors, I, I go back to college. I remember like that was what was on in the dorms that was on in the common areas. That was, that was the thing that was always on, especially late at night when you're a college kid. So you got to really watch some of this stuff. So feel good edition was unbelievable. Remember that feel good edition. Yes. It was just always on. Um, Yes. All right. So for me, number five, I go Linda Cohen. Linda Cohen was, was, I mean, she's a staple at ESPN. She's almost up there with the Bob Lee's and and the, and the Chris Berman's. She Uh, is number four. Number four, I got our guy Neil. I got our guy Neil Everett at number four. Yeah. Wow, I feel uh, huh? You know what it is? It, it, he was he was on really late. <laughs> right. No, I know. So, I know. Yeah. As you got older, he was on really late. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, number three, I got Dan Patrick. DP. I mean, yeah. DP. I mean, it it almost didn't matter who they put with him. It was always yes. it was always awesome. So good. Uh number two, I got Stu. I got Stu Scott. Oh, I mean, I you're nobody. About me. I mean, nobody. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, what could you what could you say about Stu that hasn't already been said, man? We're gonna fly through this. And, and for me, number one, still the goat, SVP. SVP can handle it by himself almost more than anybody, and he's still doing it. And he's still really the appointment watching today. He's great. For he is. No, he's fantastic. Uh, that's a pretty good list. I, I, think I imagine Scott yours Pelt, looks the same. I Maybe think, a I think couple Scott, of different order. I think Scott Van Pelt would tell you that Stuart Scott is the greatest of all time. I think Scott Van Pelt would tell you that. Like He, he would be embarrassed would. that you put him above ahead of Stuart Scott. It's your yeah, list, though. But, yeah, it's my list. <laughs> tell him to make his own list. Yeah. Why are we having some makeup <laughs> conversation that never happened and is never going to happen? With we're having a we're having a fake argument with SVP. <laughs> tell him to make his own list. He hasn't even commented, <laughs> nor will he. All right. So you think you, you and I have similar lists here? I right? think I think we probably have four of the same five in different orders. Probably. All right. So for me, Sports Center is all about duos. It's all about great duos, okay. right? Like that's over over time. There have been some great. All duos. right. So you're going to sneak in a sixth one. Or what are you going to do, Oberman and uh, Oberman and and Dan Patrick or something? Going to going to combine those. That would be the obvious one, right? Yeah, like, it would be. Maybe I mean, Craig Kilborn and Haber, the feel good edition that I referenced oh, earlier, or something one, yeah. like that. Number five, Jamel Hill and Michael Smith. Oh, his and hers. His and hers. <laughs> what a run. It was a short run, a controversial run, but what a run. 
<laughs> I already see where this is going. I love both of them. I do. Number four, Zubin Mahenti. <laughs> Zubanium. What happened to him in the mornings at ESPN Radio? Zubanium. What happened in general to mornings on ESPN Radio? Zubanium. Oh, we digress. Uh, number three, Jonathan Coachman. Coach. The coach. He was great. So good. Number two, our boy will be joining us in just a minute. Why are you laughing at me? What's wrong with my list? Nothing. Not a, not a, not a damn thing is wrong. With you. Number two, Neil Everett. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, that, he's no in argument. your top five. He's in my top five. I think he's in everyone's top five. Number one, my bet, no top sports center anchor of all time. I'm only going to tell you this. I will not tell Neil this, okay? And hopefully Neil doesn't listen to the episode in which he is featured on, okay? Stan Barrett. Yeah, you took, you gave the guy. You... He's just slightly better. You're an ass. You're an ass. <laughs> don't, listen, him out. don't tell Neil, okay? <laughs> don't tell Neil, Mikey. Neil, Neil would argue that you're right. Let's have that. He probably would, but uh, the reason I'm saying don't tell Neil is because I'm going to tell Neil that he's the greatest sports center anchor of all time in just a second. Okay. What would what would Scott Van Pelt argue about it? I don't care. Tell him it's our list. Okay. What a weird open to a weird show. <laughs> hey Van Pelt, back off! It's our list. His what and hers. Why are you mad at me? Because I'm, I put... mad. I'm mad at Van Pelt for arguing with me through you. It's rude. It's... <laughs> Tell him to pipe down. Let me live. Let's get to our friend. I, I will tell you this quick story on Neil, on Neil Everett. Uh, when Dan and I started at ESPN, our type of radio, our brand of radio was so foreign to everyone at ESPN. But a guy who got it very, very quickly was Neil Everett. Why? Because he's cool. He's got a great vibe. He's into different things. And he sent me a very long note right when we started about how much he loved what it is that Dan and I were doing for ESPN and how much he loved my character. I had never met Neil before. It was unbelievable to get that note from a guy that I spent so many hours watching on SportsCenter because he is a legend and he is great. So, And he's also just a kind individual. He did not need to do that. He did it. I shared it with Dan. It touched both of us. So with that said, let's bring on the greatest sports center anchor of all time, Neil Everett. Stugatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot has changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. It was the original light beer, and to this day, it's still the best one. Miller Lite has more of the taste you want and less of the stuff you don't. What I love to do, what me and my friends do, when we're sitting around, we like to enjoy it with ice-cold Miller Lights. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. The original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. 
Mikey A., one of my favorite people and certainly a top five sports center anchor of all time, and I am certain that you agree, is on the Zoom with us right now. It is Neil Everett. Do you agree with that, Mikey A., before we get started with Neil here, who is coming home fresh from a golf tournament because his phone battery was dying, and I have to get to his old man just wobbling around the golf course commenting on everyone's bad shots while not playing golf. But is he a top five sports center anchor of all time, Mikey A.? Of course, he's a top five sports center uh, anchor of all time. As a matter of fact, I produced Neil for a few shows during COVID when he was doing some fill-in radio stuff. Hi. And there's actually a little Grateful Dead connection in there uh, with one of the guests we had on that spoke for 45 minutes. I think you can guess who it might have been. <laughs> <laughs> the great Bill Walton? <laughs> it was. I think Neil said hello. And 45 minutes later, he said, what do I do? I said, uh, Neil, that's the go. beauty of Bill. Uh, Neil, that's the beauty of Bill Walton. Dan and I had him on recently. I've had him on several times. He went 47 minutes one time with me without uh, without stopping. Uh, but Dan and I, before we got started, we were actually placing bets on DraftKings. OK, how many questions will we get into Bill Walton in 30 minutes? We set Take the, the under. under at one and a half and I took the under and I won. Exactly. Bet the under, no matter what it is. And you can even do it. You can do even do under a half because it could be Bill Howard. Boom, and you don't even finish the question, and he's got it going. Love the guy. He's the best. Um, we'll get to the dead in a minute because Neil was at a uh, dead and company show in San Francisco. Uh, but you were at a golf tournament earlier today, and you were telling us yeah. stories of your dad criticizing everyone's game while not playing golf. I'd like to hear more about that, if you don't mind. Well, my, my dad was a good golfer back in the day, but he's 85 right now with a, with a new knee and an old knee. And uh, his wife is playing right now. And after a couple holes, he says, I can't, I can't watch this. And, and I think she's like, please don't, please go back to the clubhouse. <laughs> so we go back to the tent. We go back to the 10th hole, which is a little par three right next to the clubhouse. And you can sit right behind the tee box. And, and I, my dad knows a lot about, that's what I've learned today is that he does know a lot about golf. He, he golfed at Stanford. He was good back in, in his day. Uh, you know, he'd be like wrong club. He's got the wrong club in his hand. He's got the wrong <laughs> club in his hand. And, uh, and they told you to leave it short, told you to leave it short. And, uh, no, you know, listen, it's just, uh, it, it was, it was funny, Stu Gods. It was touching. Cause he said, I don't know. I don't know how many tournaments I have left in me. And I hope you'll take care of Marilyn. That's his wife when I'm gone. And that's the realization, you know, as we, as we get older and the, whatever the father son relationship is that every, every listener has and mother daughters too, it's, uh, you know, they, they can be, they can be uh, conflicting and they, there's, you know, a lot of road that you've traveled and, you know, you just hope that you end on paved road and a good parking spot at the end of it, because uh, that's the best way for it to be. Uh, Neil, how would you describe your vibe? Because you are one of the coolest people I've ever met. Just everything, all of it, just, just all of it. Um, well, thank you. Um, you know, I think it, it really, it's really the assist is uh, goes to Hawaii. You know, I moved to Hawaii in 85. I lived there till 2000. Had I not gotten the ESPN gig, I would have died there. Probably yeah. younger. Pro I probably, probably would have already died there. Uh, I just think, you know, I think it, it, you know, I was in a tough spot uh, when I went there mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Uh, and, uh, I got accepted and, uh, and, you know, I just, I kind of had to make peace with myself and, and it took a long time. 
Uh, and you know, I just, I, I think that, uh, I liked myself better. The, I liked myself best when I was, when I had the, that vibe going. So I decided, you know what, why don't you try and keep that vibe? You go to Connecticut, they try to take that vibe from you. Oh, yep. But, uh, yep. They don't try. <laughs> they just take it from you, Neil. <laughs> oh no, I wouldn't let them. I wouldn't let them. I, I got out. I think I got out just in time when they opened the LA office. So I was able to say, you know what, I'm going to, me and my vibe and my dog, we're going to go to LA. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, because we don't do a lot like I'm not a grief eater like Levitard, OK, but I'm wondering what was going on in your life at that time before ESPN hired you where you it seemed like you were in a pretty low point. No. Uh, you know, I was I was, uh, uh, you know, failed marriage, uh, you know, um, just living on the edge. Right. You know, you, you know, you know what that is. Yep. And uh, you live on the ed- you live on the edge. Eventually you're going to fall off the edge. And, you know, I fell off a couple times off the edge, but fortunately it wasn't as it wasn't a bi- uh, big enough drop that it, you know, broke both my legs or, or you know, fractured my spine or anything like that. So uh, th- that call came at the right time. It was a uh, uh, time to move on, time to get going. What lied ahead? There was no way of knowing. And that was 23 years of. Uh, sports center so it, it it worked out well it seems like espn and and neil i don't think you're alone in this like it gave me an identity too even though dan and i had plenty of success locally beforehand but those four letters that platform my parents being able to see me every day on tv watch it feel it touch it oh this is what he does for a living it seems like in in some way shape or form it kind of it saved you a bit i guess well yeah i mean it changed it, it it certainly changed my uh uh, you know, my economic, uh, situation, <laughs> number one. I mean, when I started in Hawaii, I started as a sports information director at a job that was advertised in the newspaper. Cause you still went to the classified ads for a job and it was a sports information job at a college and it paid 18,000 a year. And they, and they hired me and they said, we're going to give you 20. And I was like, hot damn, <laughs> I am in, I am in tall cotton. And, uh, you know, it just, um, you know, it's so the ESPN thing. Yeah, it worked out. You know, it worked out well. You know, they they, they gave to me. I gave to them. Uh, Neil, let me tell you something. For at least the next five years, when you're making dinner reservations or trying to get a tea time, still say Neil Everett <laughs> from ESPN. No one notices, okay? Well, I think it's like, I, I think it's like when they say you, you're never a former Marine or you're never a former, you know, you're never a former Rose Princess. My wife was a Rose Princess in Portland and there was an article that said she was a former Rose Princess. And she looked at me, she said, once a Rose Princess, always a Rose Princess. And so, so, hey man, I think, you know, I think, I think we're, we, we're, I'm always going to be Neil from ESPN, but especially if it helps me, you know, get, you know, get a better seat, better tickets. Yeah, I'm still doing it, Neil. I'm, I'm three years removed, and it's still, hey, Stugatz from ESPN, and they're still biting on it. So I thought you guys were on ESPN. That shows you how little I know. <laughs> well, you thought we were still there. <laughs> yeah. I saw John Skipper, and I'm like, it must be another ESPN 3. I don't know. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, what was it like? Like, I, I know... I think I heard an interview with you recently where you said you kind of saw the writing on the wall. And I think we all yeah. kind of, as talent, saw the writing on the wall where ESPN is shifting to... And I don't blame them, by the way, uh, to where they have all the play-by-play rights, and those are the things that people want to see. It's the one thing you can't tape. you got to watch it live. Social media will ruin it for you. So uh, you saw it coming, but what was it like when you actually found out, hey, Neil, great run, but the run is over. What was that like for you? 
I was I was prepared for it. So, uh, you know, listen, businesses make mistakes all the time. So I'm not special in that department. Right. Uh, and uh, and I, w- I prepared myself for it with the with by working for the Portland Trailblazers the last couple seasons. So, uh, you know, it was like, all right, you know, I, you know, it's you know, it's it's not my decision to make. Uh, I'd laid track for it to, uh, knowing it was going to be made a couple of years ago. And uh, away we go. You know, there's no crying over this. I mean, again, 23 years at, at, at any place and at that place is, is a great run. And it was a great time. And uh, and I'm thankful for uh, the time that I had there. I'm very I'm very grateful. And uh, here we go. Uh, when are the Blazers going to trade Lillard to the Heat? Because we're all waiting down here for this to happen. So. <laughs> yeah, I you got some know, inside you know, information for us, Neil. <laughs> I got, I got nothing on that. I, you know, um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what's going on with. You know, it's, it's really interesting because Lillard. You know, Lillard, First of all, Portland is the only game in town. I mean, yeah, they got a couple soccer teams now, but Portland is in the fabric of that community, and Lillard is. I mean, he is so huge in Portland. Just, I mean, you just, you you know, it's, he's the big fish in the small pond. He's the whale in the small pond. He could run for governor and win. He does so much for the community. He's such a nice guy. I'll tell you a quick little Lillard story. So we're at, uh, we're at uh, a memorial service for Bill Shonley, and he was the voice of the Blazers forever. He's the one who coined the term Rip City. And uh, he had passed away 80 something years old. And and we're at this memorial and, and Lillard is, is standing in the corner by himself and my wife's and I had never met him uh, because I only did away games. So I, when I go up there, they're on the road. So people are like, what's Lillard like? I'm like, I don't know. I haven't met him. He's, he's in Phoenix tonight. I'm in, a, I'm in Portland doing the game. Uh, so my wife's like, go over and introduce. And I'm like, no, no. And I'm super introverted, except when the red light comes on, I can, I can blow it up. But when the, but, when there's no red light, I'm I'm in second gear, and my wife said maybe not even second, maybe first. Uh, but she's like, go go, you're gonna regret it if you don't go. I go okay, all right. So I walk up and I go, hey Dame Neil Everett, and he goes, I know who you are, man. And uh, I said, well, you know, you know, we've never met, and I just wanted to come over and you know thank you for you know all the entertainment and all you do, you know how you represent Portland. He goes, man, we met before, and I'm like, oh damn, I don't remember meeting Dame. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> I said, I said, we met before where at? And he said, it was my rookie year. I was in Eugene at this bar called Taylor's and I met you. And I'm like, your rookie year at a bar. Okay. I'm going to give myself a pass on that one that I don't remember <laughs> me that I don't remember meeting you, uh, from Weber state then. But, um, yeah, well, pretty yeah, impressive he was, he was, that he remembered you, Neil. I mean, geez. Well, you know what? Let's get to the let's get to the bones of it. That is what's yes. impressive, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I kind of felt the same way. I went back to my wife. I go, I met him before, but he remembers meeting me. So, <laughs> yeah, and it's funny. It's funny, Stu Gatz, because I don't know if you get if you get this feeling. You know, I'm 61. I still feel like a kid when I run into people who mm-hmm. I admire. You know, who are who are who are kids compared to me. Lillard's 32, 33 years old. And I'm like nervous to go up and introduce myself to him. And then I'm all excited that he remembered me, you know? (laughs) So, and I, and I think that's the, that's part of the beauty of this gig is, you know, the, the legends that you meet. And then if you're able to leave any kind of impact 
on them or memory with them. That's just, I mean, that's just gravy. Like I, like through through uh, ESPN and the and the Heisman Heisman Trophy, I've worked with forty five of the sixty Heisman Trophy winners that are still alive. Wow! You know, and it's like like what a what a great run. What a, what a, what I mean, like what are we doing? What right. are you and I doing if we're not doing this? I mean, it feels like I, I'm not going to speak for you. I can speak for it. Feels like it's going to be a huge drop off. You know, oh yeah, so. no, I could speak for myself. I'd be slinging muni bonds. That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> I'd be digging ditches, I think, or something. Or you know, or well, welcome to Walmart. Right. Well, Levitard and I, and I always say that all of us should be doing these jobs with ski masks on. That we're yep. we're stealing for a living, Neil. Absolutely. It's just yeah. It's been it's 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 great. It's uh, I love that Dame remember. Was your wife very impressed that Dame remembered you? Oh, my, my wife doesn't pay much attention to sports or me. So, you know, she's, she, she's, a, she's, she's the bomb, you know, she's a therapy help. She's actually helping people in this right. life. So, yeah. Work. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike you and I. Yeah. Yeah. But Neil, here's the thing with what we do. Okay. Not to, you know, not to get too into ourselves for a second, but the greatest compliment that Dan and I get is we took someone through a very difficult time in their life. And I am certain that you've gotten some of that from fans. And for that, that makes us at least feel good. And I'm certain it makes you feel good because, Neil, people do, they're glued to us. They watch you every night on SportsCenter or in our case, they listen to our show every day. And to hear someone say, hey, I'm a military vet. I had a downtime in my life. You guys got me through it. You made me laugh. To me, that's the the greatest compliment that someone could pay uh, any of us. Oh, 100 percent. You know, I mean, through ESPN, I got involved with a uh, nonprofit called Heroes Movement, uh, HeroesMovementUSA.org, where we, we, we bought gym memberships for veterans across the country. That all started with me meeting somebody through Sports Center. There's the there's my friend Ryan in Virginia, born with cerebral palsy, who they said was he was going to be a vegetable. And he says, now I eat vegetables. He comes all the way out from Virginia with his mom and dad to visit me because I'm his favorite sports center anchor, you know, things uh, there's, there's so many stories like that, that are just, you know, uh, what you wish is I, w I just wish I had a better memory. And I wish I had jotted these down, kept a journal because there's so many good stories that, uh, that were a result of the position that I was in. And, and there, there will still be good story. I mean, you know, I, I'm walking down the street in Astoria, Oregon the other day, and a guy comes by and he goes, Hey, Neil Everett. I go, yeah. Hey, what's up? You know, and then he says, I love you on Sports Center. I'm going to watch you. When are you on next? I go, I'm never on again, bro. So, uh, but it was, you know, oh, oh. I'm like, yeah, but hey, man, life goes on. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 you know what I feel like, Stu Gotts, is that I have, uh, I've been outside my body, which I have been. Uh, I've been outside my body watching this life that I've been living. Right. I want to tell you something, because early on when Dan and I started out at ESPN, um, and this meant the world to me, uh, and this is why, I, I mean, there's a million reasons why I think you're a great person, and you really are a top five sports center anchor for me all time, okay? But you sent me a note just saying how much you enjoyed what it is that Dan and I do, and I can promise you, we were not getting a ton of notes like that from anyone at ESPN, <laughs> but Neil ever reached out to me, and I showed it to Dan, and it meant a lot to both of us, sir, so thank you. No, man. Well, you I mean, listen, you guys are you guys get it done, man. You, you know what it is? 
it, it, it's it, it's reminiscent, I think, of what Stan and I did. If you watched the show, you said those guys are having fun. Yes. And and if you're not having fun, why why are you doing it? And it and it and it and and if we're having fun, then hopefully we're entertaining you because there's you're on the same wavelength as, as we are to some degree, or you wouldn't have dialed us in to begin with. Sure. So you, there's something about our personalities that that you that you take to heart, and now if we can make you chuckle, uh, you know, make you think, uh, make give you chicken skin, you know, then we, you're part of our family, man. You're yes. part of the, you know, you're part of Stan and my's family at late night. Part of, you know, part of Dan and Stugatz's family, you know, uh, you know, and you know when they show that they show your producers and all you guys are cracking up, and it's right. like those guys are having a good time, man. They're getting paid. Yeah, it's sports, man. It should be fun. Yeah, yeah. Be we're not, yeah, we're not curing cancer. Okay, yeah, let's, but let's... Neil, I think the thing is, is just being relatable. None of us play like I, I know we all played sports growing up in high school. Some of us in college. Most of us were not professional athletes, and I think there's a reason the audience relates to someone like me and you, Stan, Dan. Uh, as opposed to someone like Matt Hasselback, and I say that with all due respect to Matt Hasselback, but he's lived a different life than we've lived, Neil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. When so. when they give Steve Young his walking papers, it's different than when they give Neil Everett his walking papers. <laughs> That's exactly right, uh, Neil. Were you even nervous because you have such a great vibe? It doesn't appear you ever get nervous. You're so cool, uh, and I am wondering: Were you nervous before your first Sports Center? Don't even remember it. Really? So no. No. Wow. All I remember Your memory is, going, is bad. You weren't joking. <laughs> no. I, I all I remember is I go back to Hawaii and I tell the, my, my you know the 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 Ohana, the friends, the family. I'm like, uh, "Hey, I'm on I'm doing Sports Center now." And all anybody said is, "When are you going to do a Sports Center commercial?" That's all anybody cared about. Yeah. So it was nice that the Federer commercial turned out to to be able to live live for so long and they played that on my last show and all that. But uh yeah, I, I don't, you know, there's only, you got to have a little bit of, you know, it's, I don't know if nerves is the right word, but you better be on your game. Like, I'm not a good go out there and we'll just, we'll just wing this thing. Right. I am not a winger. I, I worked that sports center job every night. I showed up and I did my homework. I, you know, I'm not, I can't tell you, I couldn't tell you what's going on with the Miami Marlins, but if I can see I got that highlight that night, it'll sound like, damn, that dude knows the Miami Marlins. It's not what I know. It's what you think I know. And you think I know more than I know. So I better, <laughs> so I better do my homework because I do not want to be exposed for what I don't know. Because right. to be honest with you, Stu Gats, I'm not, a, I'm not that huge of a sports fan. I like, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't sit at home and watch games. Uh, you know, there's, there's, you know, the sports took enough of my life as it was, you know, when Monday through Friday from, you know, four to midnight or whatever, I was going to be watching sports. So yeah, I, like, I can't tell you the last NFL game, regular season NFL game I watched really? just pay no, pay no, well, one is cause I stopped gambling. Right. Uh, so that's out. Uh, and it's Sunday and I had Sunday, Mondays off. And it'd be like, if I said to my wife, Hey, we're going to sit around here and we're going to watch the titans and the browns today she'd be like whoa are we really so, <laughs> <laughs> so neil stopped gambling when gambling became legal which is good because i tell dan all the time i kind of miss the days where i meet a guy in a back alley and hand them a paper bag of money you know yeah listen there's a lot of vices that, that you can fill in the blank on that one on so yeah it, it, you know it's it, you know if nobody know, if everybody knows you're doing it what fun is there in it yeah you know? 
what was uh, what was Stan's reaction when he heard the news? Because SportsCenter, for me, early on, the attraction was the duos, whether it was Dan Patrick and Keith Olbermann or the feel-good edition. I think it was Haber and Kilborn, which was fantastic. Uh, and you and Stan, I think, were the last, kind of the last of the duos there. And you guys were so yeah. great together, such great chemistry. And you could tell how close you were, just on air, just what good friends you guys were. Um why do you think ESPN got away from that? And I am wondering what was Stan's reaction when he heard that you were you were no longer going to be there with him. I I don't know why ESPN got away from that. That you'd have to ask you know the people that make those decisions. Uh, but that that it is interesting because you know we're we're at that point where where you know you you already know who won the game. Right. You know by the time we come on, for the most part, unless it's a super late West Coast game. Sure. You know who won. You probably have seen the highlights on your phone. So the, the so the reason to turn in that show is to see what kind of spin the two guy, the two people, whoever that may be, can put on it. And 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 as we just mentioned, what kind of spin can Dan and Stugatz put on whatever, you know, whatever they're gonna whatever the topic of the day is? What kind of spin can Neil and Stan put on the highlights of the day. I know all the scores already. What are they going to tell me that I don't know? How are they going to make me laugh? What are they going to say that's memorable? Uh, and that's what we did. That's what you guys do. And uh, yeah, and and that's, you know, and and the thing is my fastball was, is still popping. Right. And, but, you know, that's, hey, you know, it's Dave Roberts. He took me out in the fifth, so. Right, yeah. For a middle reliever. I mean, that, that was well done by you, Neil. I like that. <laughs> what are you doing with all the free time now besides playing golf and having your dad uh-huh. wander around criticizing everyone's game? Yeah, I, I, well, I was up in uh, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho for a week. That's, be- that's beautiful country up there. Uh, went to the Dead Show, didn't run into you, but uh, saw some dear friends uh, there. Uh, went to a Neil Young concert at a 1,200-seat outdoor auditorium in L.A. that I didn't even know existed till Neil booked five nights in it. Damn. Uh, and now I'm up here uh, for a week up here. Uh, you know, got a few things going. You got the, you know, negotiating with the Blazers, trying to figure out, you know, if I can do a little more since I've got a little more time, a lot more time. Uh, and, uh, you know, Hawaii's in the mix, you know, some things going on there. And uh, uh, fortunately, you know, I didn't make a ton of money at ESPN, but I made enough that, uh, and I saved it, that I don't have to do anything right now if I don't want to. But I want, there's, you know, something will pop its head up and uh, uh, and and we'll go from there. You want to roll with me? I mean, I don't know what we'll do, but I'm I'm ready to roll with you, Neil. I mean, I can tell you that right now. West Coast correspondent, what are we thinking here? I told you, I told you. That's the one thing your show has, does not have. You are East Coast bias. Yes, we are. You, you need a West Coast correspondent. Dan Levitar, this is my audition tape. <laughs> you don't need to audition. I mean, I could just hire you, Neil, if you like. <laughs> there you go. There you go. We know who's got the real power in that relationship. Oh, no, I don't. Uh, Mikey A, what do we do here? What do you think? I'm thinking of West Coast correspondent, Neil Everett. What do you think? Nothing wrong with that, as long as you send me out there every once in a while, just to make there sure he's, go. he's got everything he needs. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to need that Comrex tied up. You know, I am not going to be able to figure out how to do that thing without Rem your help. 234. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I still... I still got a VCR and an eight-track tape player, so I may need some technical help. <laughs> what is the uh, – Neil, these are two very different questions. So this one first. The most meaningful text you got after leaving ESPN, the most meaningful one you got? I think Chris Berman. 
because I didn't know Chris Berman had my note. I didn't know Chris Berman texted first right. of all. That's uh, uh, and uh, so I think that Chris Berman reached out to me. Uh, Bob Lee sent me an email. Uh, you know, those guys are the those guys are the legends. Yeah. Those guys, yeah, like you talk about top five. Those guys are they're beyond you like they're you know, it's like when you go, well, what about Berman? What about Lee? You go, oh yeah, they're 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 above top five. You know, they're hall of fame, you know, yeah. they're you know, emeritus, you know. I mean, they got they, so they're so OG, they they get their own category. Right. Uh, so I think that was uh, I thought that was really cool because I have so much respect for both those guys. I mean, they they built that place. Uh, the the one that was most unexpected, I got a text from Dan Fouts. Wow. Uh, who well, I, I was going to ask you, what's the coolest text you got, which is a very different question. And it seems like Fouts. <laughs> well, you know, Dan Fouts, like I didn't know Dan Fouts even really knew who I was. And right. uh uh, and we both went to Oregon and I've talked to him a couple times, but it's not like I had Dan Fouts's number and it's not like he had mine. He had to have asked somebody uh, in our ch chain of acquaintances, how do I get a hold of Neil? And uh, the fact that he did that, I, that was very meaningful to me. That's very cool. Uh, you're right about the Dead and Company shows. We both went to the first night in San Francisco. Uh, yeah. We did not see each other. Did you see Walton, by the way? No, but I, I was in touch with my wife is dear friends with Lori Walt, oh, okay. uh, Bill's wife. And she was so she was texting me, telling me to telling me where they were to come down to the floor and dance with them. And I'm like, it's it's not that easy. You don't just I can't just go. I'm with Bill. Uh, this is funny. So one time in 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 when we were in Bristol and Bill was um, working for ESPN and he got a hold of me and he says, uh, Hey, you want to go to the Rat Dog concert with me tonight? So, and it was the Rat Rat Dog and the Almond Brothers playing at that uh, Hartford uh, uh, Amphitheater. And I'm like, yeah. And so uh, I show up and I get to the seats and Bill's not there. And we you know we're like row 17 or whatever. And I'm like, mm -hmm. Bill's not there. And then I look, well, Bill's standing in the front row. Of course. And and so I go up and Bill's like, ah. You know, I got you know, boom. We watch, we watch Rat Dog. And he goes, "Come on, we're going backstage." <laughs> I'm like, "Geez, we go backstage." There's, you know, there's Greg Allman backstage, and ah, uh, you know that, you know, the dudes from Rat Dog. And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? I'm meeting Bobby Weir. Are you kidding me? Same. You know, I just yeah. What a, you know? I mean, look at that. I mean, that alone makes that 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 alone makes everything worth it. Just yeah. that one night. Yeah. I'm going to flip my phone over to it in a second because I want you to see how easy it is to get down to Bill Walton, okay? <laughs> Can you see that? Did you get? Is that you next to him? That is me. For some reason, Bill made me push my belly out and lift my hat up. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> but that is me and Walton at the final Dead and Company show in San Francisco, front of house, the best. And was hanging out with Miles Teller right before that. Ah. Uh. So, uh, so you were on, you were on the, were you on the floor all three nights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I oh. was up, I was up in the bleachers, but you know what? And I, and I'm usually such a seat snob, but I didn't get the tickets, and my buddy got them. Eric Epstein, shout out to EJ Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And actually, it was kind of nice to be, to not. I'm not a huge crowd guy like that sure. anymore in my this, but the 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 video presentation was excellent and Amazing. i and i don't know how you can see yeah i don't know how well you see it from the from the the ground level but boy uh like you could really see uh chimini on the on the p 
piano really you know they it's just watching him go at it and up close uh bob weir and then he you know they take the break and he comes out in his yellowstone outfit and uh and uh mayor and just you know he's like you know just all the facial expressions so i really i really enjoyed it from from that point of view you know it was a, it was a good way for me to see what is probably the last show or you know who knows how they're gonna what they're gonna do next of this iteration there'll be another one Neil. yeah Thank yeah you. I hope yeah. so. I'll tell you a quick, funny Walton story. So I'm at the uh, New Year's show out in uh, Golden City, the Chase Center, where the Warriors play. And yeah. so my wife, my kids are with me, but they leave. It's getting late. And it's just me and Walton, you know, sound. Uh, we're on the side. Is, yeah, and he had someone else with him. I don't remember who it was. But we're uh, we're front of house, uh, you know, side of the sound stage. And uh, the second set ends. And I knew there was a third set. It would start at midnight. It's New Year's Eve. And Walton's like, all right, Stu, got to go. And I'm like, all right, Bill, it was a pleasure. It was nice to see you. you're leaving for the third set. He's like, got to go, Stu. Next thing I know, Bill Walton's on. on stage in a costume, counting them down to midnight. It was unbelievable. The guy's amazing. He really is. Oh, he's the best. He's he the is. best. First first dead show you ever saw was when? Oh, gosh. Uh, first dead show I saw was RFK Stadium, Washington. I believe it was 88 or 89. Uh, they played loser. I mean, it was just... Uh, it was amazing. So, how about you? Mine was the '85 New Year's show in Oakland. Damn. Uh, Ken Kesey got on the uh, the the uh, the drum box and went nuts. And uh, that was the first show I'd seen again with uh, uh, Big John and Eric Epstein. And uh, and then I moved to Hawaii, so I never saw another show for 15 years. That's crazy. I'm actually looking at it now because it's on Spotify. July 7th, 1989, JFK Stadium in Philly. Yeah. Uh, little Hell in a Bucket, Ico, Little Red Rooster, Ramble on Rose, and a Loser. Huh. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the show? Mayor's incredible, right? Mayor, you know, it's funny. I, there's a place in New Haven, you might remember it, called Toads. Yeah. A uh, uh, little little hole in the wall. I went down there years ago to see uh, um, Buddy Guy. And Buddy Guy says, uh, I'm going to bring out a little friend of mine. And out comes this. 14 year old kid maybe it's john mayer who lives down there or did and this kid comes out and just you know you were like damn this kid can play yeah you know and then he got into the you know you i love your body tonight or whatever and i'm like oh god please right. stop yeah. and uh and then he's on stage with the dad and i mean i think even jerry from upstairs would be like going Nice job, kid. Nice job. No doubt. That was, you know, I was hesitant when they first started because I'm like, man, that catalog of music is tricky. And just being able to jam with those guys is really like the to improvise the way. But it was a little slow at the beginning. And then he slowly gained confidence. They slowly gained sure. confidence, got faster and faster. And what you saw at the end there was them at their absolute best. You know, so I'm glad you got a chance to see them. Yeah, I mean, the, the, that, that Friday show, those first four songs, they came out just... Boom. Like, smoking. I mean, they were yeah. smoking. Like, they yeah. were taking the lead in the race, and they were not going to get caught. Yeah. Uh, Neil, uh, it's I, I got to be honest. Like, turning on SportsCenter, not seeing you anymore, it makes me emotional. It does. I'm, I'm certain it makes you emotional as well. What are you going to miss most about that place, that job, and and what you did for, for over two decades? 
Well, I put parental lock on my uh, TV, so then I just don't have to see it because it's kind of like seeing an old girlfriend make out with somebody else. So uh, I think that was I think that was the best way to go to go about it. So you know, again, I don't you know I'm not a huge sports watcher. Um, you know, it, it's it's not a show I would watch uh, in my spare time to begin with. Right. Uh, the you know the live programming is which goes back to hey man this is where they this is where they put their dough yeah. you know I'll watch a college football game and all that but uh, you know it's just it it's it's a tremendous part of a of an unbelievable journey for me and it was a lot of there were a lot of steps in 23 years in that journey but it you know it's what's next can't wait for what's next there's so many great stories out there there's so much fun to have there you know we got you know i'm i'm in the i'm on the back nine you know i'm probably you know i'm playing 13 right now you know and i you know and i'm hoping we go to sudden death because uh you know i just i just want to enjoy it and i did enjoy it i had a hell of a good time and a great run and i met so many cool people i'm talking to you right now uh you know this you know, I mean, come on. Walt always says he's the luckiest guy in the world. Well, listen, there's a lot of room on that planet for lucky guys, and I feel like I'm on it with him. No doubt about it. Mikey, yeah, you had something? Yeah, I mean, take the parental locks off. She might be making out with, uh, with a new guy, but that guy is ugly, man. Just just go ahead and just watch it. <laughs> Ain't Neil Everett, that's for sure. Mikey is right about that, Neil. <laughs> yeah. It's, Stan doesn't love that new guy the way he loves you. I don't care what I, I don't care how he looks at him. Yeah, I, you know the the problem is I can't stay up that late. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm in I'm in bed before that show goes on, and you know, I was sitting out there with Stan some nights, going like, "Man, how did we do this five nights a week?" Because you know now we're doing it like three nights a week, and back east, you know, we were coming on at one in the morning. I was getting off at three, going to bed at five in the morning, and you know, I wasn't a young guy. I started at, at ESPN when I was thirty eight. You know, I was a late, I was a late ad. I was a late find. And, you know, and I just continually out kicked the coverage. And then I was like, okay, now I'm a made man. And, uh, but whoa, I'm, I'm going to, my, my wife says I'm going to bed. I'm like, I'm going to bed too. <laughs> what time you get in the bed? You're like eight? No, nine. Nine. Yeah. Nine seems yeah. good. <laughs> Mikey, yeah. spring. we're all old. It's terrible. <laughs> it's a, poor Van Pelt's up at midnight still. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. For now at least. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Neil, thank you so much. It was a great, not a good run, a great run. Uh, and Mikey A and I both mean it when we say top five sports in our anchor. Of thank all you. I'll put you ahead of Berman. I will. I, and, and I am, I'm putting you ahead of Chris Berman. How about that? Well, see, he's in a whole nother league. So, yeah, I remember more with TJ than I do on SportsCenter, though. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah but, you know, I mean, he, he's it's just, you know, he, you got to give those guys, you know, Steiner. They built and, it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, Linda Cohn, even the, Linda's still there. But, you know, you know, she, you know, Hall of Fame. Those guys are, yeah. you know, those are the people that, you know, it's funny. Like, I remember real quick because I know we're going to. I remember like, like the first time I did a show with Dan Patrick, the first time I did a show with Kenny Maine, uh, I was like, I'm on the air with Dan Patrick. I'm on air with Kenny Maine. Yeah. Like what, like what's going on here? I like, know. I felt like I'm the guy who, you know, like I walked backwards into the movie theater when the show was lit out. So then I could get in, you know what I mean? And it was like, I'm here. And, yeah. uh, what, what, a, what a great time. What a, don't, I 
Don't don't wake me up, man. Even though I'm not there anymore, it's still I'm still living the dream. I don't think people understand that. Like for people, at least for me, who grew up watching Sports Center and ESPN so much, what it was like the first time I was on first take, or when I was I was the guest picker on College Game Day because A Rod and J Lo had to cancel, and that poor camera crew woke up that morning thinking they were going to A Rod and J Lo's house and ended up at mine, Niels. <laughs> That's a good story. I had it's, heard that story. Oh, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great story. But, uh, yeah, working with those people and having conversations with Dan Patrick and, and have them be, you know, friends of mine till this day, and I'm, I'm certain you feel the same way, and you do, uh, yeah. was it, it meant a lot. It meant for a kid growing up wanting to be a broadcaster, it meant more meeting those guys than it has the relationship that I've developed here with Travis Kelsey or Aaron Rodgers. I love those guys, but man, I'd rather hang out with you and Dan Patrick any day of the week. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Same, same, same's true. And when you're out on the West coast, holler at me and it, it'll be good to uh, catch up in person. We'll do. We appreciate you. You've always been uh, kind to me with uh, the exact right words at the right time when I needed them, Neil. So thank you very, very much. I sent them right back to you exactly what you wrote to me, but uh it was a great run, man. I'm happy for you, and uh, good luck with uh, with what's next. And what's next is West Coast sport, uh, correspondent for the Dan Lebertard Show with Stugatz, okay? <laughs> Long may you run, brother. Long may you run, sir. I'm going to make this happen, Neil. You and I are going to roll together, okay? All right, brother. Aloha. Okay. Aloha, Mike. Stugatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot has changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. It was the original light beer, and to this day, it's still the best one. Miller Lite has more of the taste you want and less of the stuff you don't. What I love to do, what me and my friends do, when we're sitting around, we like to enjoy it with ice-cold Miller Lights. Miller Lite keeps it simple undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. The original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.